0: Welcome to the podcast of champions this is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United along probably with quite a lot that you didn't you can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Yep, Welcome along to another podcast. Apologies for our absence last week. Hopefully the message got through and you weren't searching in vain for the podcast last week. I was um, I was in Finland last week, which was very pleasant indeed. Are they all right up there? They're fine up <laughs> there. They send their regards. The uh, The Yellow Army in your second Finland trip, isn't it? is doing yeah, well. You, yeah. you like it up there. Nice, no, Very nice place. But back in harness this week. Plenty to talk about, talking United-wise. Uh, On the podcast this week, we're in with uh, Gary Johnson for his regular press conference. We'll bring you that in a few moments. Uh, We've got a big announcement to make about the podcast a little bit later on. Um, We've got some big news for you. But first of all, we thought we'd take the opportunity to speak to a new arrival at Torquay, a very enthusiastic new arrival. New in quotes. Yeah, been here before. But uh, Adi Aziz is back on loan from Newport County, striker, striker good striker as well and he's with us till the end of the season and as you'll hear from um, from our chat with him which we'll go straight to now he can't wait to get started
1: for decision to come back
2: absolutely not um yeah it was, I always say this is my first proper loan in terms of teaching about men's football and having a lot on the line on the pitch and off the pitch so yeah it, when I, when I got a call from Dan and gaff it was a no-brainer to come back and yeah I can't wait to get back out there and
1: this, this in front for the fans again. Seven years ago now, I believe. What are we memories of the first one?
2: Yeah, it was a good loan. It was a good loan. It taught me a lot. Um, I think when I came, we were kind of down there a bit. So that was a uh, going from twenty one football uh, coming to the men's game and going into let's say a relegation battle at the time. It taught me a lot and made me grow up as a as a man and a footballer quite quickly. So yeah, um, yeah, it was a, le- a big massive learning curve and I enjoyed my time here. Uh,
1: this loan's till the end of the season. What yeah. do you hope to get out of it?
2: Uh, playoffs, one, back into the playoffs at least, and just to score goals, just to score goals, help the team, and just get back into the playoffs, yeah, that's the main goal. Uh,
1: and you've been uh, back here, I mean, obviously it was announced this week, but you've been back working with the lads for a little while, have you? Uh, yeah, what, back at Newport, or? No, no back with, back Yeah, with yeah, duty. yeah,
2: yeah, I came down um last Friday, we didn't have a game at the weekend, obviously, so I came down, um, met the boys, trained the boys, um, kind of got to know them a bit, on and off the pitch, they see how I play, I see how they play. So yeah, it was nice to come down and yeah, enjoy it.
1: How much are you looking forward to linking up with Jamie Reed?
2: Yeah, I'm looking I'm really excited about the prospect of um linking up with really Um obviously he scored a lot of goals this season and testament to him, the team and the gaffer that obviously they, they create a lot of chances and that was obviously another reason why I want to come down here. Um to just add to that and create a partnership. So I'm looking forward to that. Good with that, thank
0: yeah. you. You've obviously got some good memories of playing more in Torquay United yeah. and the fans and yeah. that sort of thing. It, It's it's a good atmosphere around the club again now, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it's an amazing atmosphere. Obviously, winning the league last year. Yeah, it's always nice. Always brings back that I feel good factor around the club. So it's nice to come back with the club kind of on the up and a lot has changed and a lot had it in the same way. Like yeah. it's a lot more. It seems a lot more professional now than it was when we were in the, in the league. Yeah. Which is like I said, it's testament to the club and to what everyone's doing down here. So yeah, it's it's nice to see a few old faces, but yeah, um, yes, it's
0: nice. Because you played with Aaron before, so as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah, yeah. um, yeah, it's good to see how long he's how how far he's come as well, going into making that transition into yeah. into being a coach and to see the success he's got from it already. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. Not playing with him this time, but working under him. So yeah, yeah that would be that would be good. Great stuff. You've you've had a
3: difficult time. This, you know, you, you did yeah. you, you did your Achilles last. yes Was it in pre- so Christian? I've been out for eight
2: months now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. You've been back working. Mm-hmm. All the reports from Newport were yeah. you're looking good and, yeah, and yeah, strong. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how's that gone? And and how do you feel now? It's been and, good.
2: Uh, yeah. Obviously, we'll it was a it was a shock to the system. Injury, when it yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a shock to the system. Even thinking right. about it now it kind of makes me things have shivered down my kind of into my body. But um. Yeah, it was, I changed my diet, um, I worked hard, as hard as I could, day in, day out, to just be in the best shape that I could be, so that whenever I get called upon in matches, I felt good, and I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling strong, so I'm excited.
3: Because you're not actually, you must be looking forward, have you actually played any, like, reserve games or warm-up games? Or anything uh, no, band? just or, more or training games. It's, it's been stuff, training yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, high intensity in training, yeah. so it's... Yeah. And that's gone
2: well? Yeah, it's okay. gone well, come through it, been well, no, no, no kind of... Nickels or anything like no. that, so it's you're,
3: you're kind of like
2: good to go. Right? Yeah, Some yeah, phrase, I'm ready to is go. Too? Trust, yeah, definitely, I'm ready to go. I just can't wait to get out there. I'm just no, no, I think I maybe no. need to calm down a you bit. Think excited, yeah, steady on. Yeah, steady yeah, on, steady yeah, on, exactly.
3: Yeah. So I mean, you, in terms of your match fitness and yeah. everything, I mean, if somebody asked you to play 90 minutes now, and obviously we're not putting words into yeah, the gap or anything
2: like that, I feel more more than prepared, you, you more than prepared. Yeah, the way we've been conditioning and keeping the top of it. And they've been obviously. working quite hard the last, yeah, the last yeah, few days. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah. Even yeah. Friday, coming in, first day, didn't get eased did in. It? it was straight to, it was intense. Yeah. But that's what you want as a footballer. You want every train session to be intense. Yeah. You want to replicate match days and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm over I mean with that.
0: So he's, he, you can say he's looking forward to uh, his first game at, uh, back in a Torquay shirt, can't you?
3: He hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> he hasn't, has he, Since, what, nearly seven, six and a half years ago, um, when he joined Torquay September-October time, 2013. Yeah. I think Alan Neil was the manager. A mm-hmm. uh, bit of a rough time in um, League Two. We'd
0: only just started podcasting then
3: as well, by the wow. way. Wow. So that's <laughs> how far we go back. Um, but, and uh, he scored on his debut yeah. at Newport. Uh, I remember that um, very strange weekend um, Christian Pierce ended up in A&E in Newport having had a, a, a fitting issue which later I think you know was quite well publicized at the time um, and uh, yeah, he was a tall, up for it, lanky, quick striker. Always yeah. got a smile on his face, and yeah. nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Certainly, he's... the smile on his face. I think you can.
0: We talked to some footballers, and, and they're quite serious, and they, they're sometimes a little bit reticent about talking when you put a microphone under their uh, noses. Not Addy. He's um, he's happy to chat, and he's, he's obviously. It's always nice to come across a player who genuinely loves his football, isn't well, it? Well,
3: he's had a bit of a career, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. You know, he, he he was at Charlton as a youngster. Um, He's born in Kent, I think, some southeast London, um, and uh, of course he. I think in his own mind, he feels that this that first loan out as a 19-year-old forward, yeah, um, kind of like was the making of him. He came out of Charlton's under 20, whatever it was, team, and and uh, into a League Two relegation scrap, as he said, yeah. Um, and he went on from then. Uh, he had a terrific, a very good career at Wimbledon, uh, a yeah. spell there, he scored goals for them. Uh, went to Partick Thistle in the Scottish Premier League, Cambridge United, now at Newport County. And of course, you know, the, the the fact of the matter is he's now just on the point of coming back from what must have been quite a you know, a nasty injury. He's, he's missed uh, um, the season so far, hasn't A uh, ruptured Achilles yeah. tendon, but um, by all accounts, I've spoken to one of the people who have watched him training since he's turned up at Torquay. Um, and he said it himself, isn't he? That uh, no, he's firing on all cylinders and uh, up for
0: it. And he's a different style of player to Jamie Reid, isn't he? he well, he, Gary Johnson touched yeah, on that. Yeah.
3: Um, uh, you know, he, he's in the book. It says he's six foot. I think he's a bit more than that. I don't know what you think. You've, you've just met him, and um, uh, uh, um, he is quick. Yeah. Um, lanky, quite powerful, and I'm sure all those things hopefully will have developed a bit over the years. Um, uh, and as Gary Johnson was saying he's different to Jamie Reid he's different to Jared Lewington different style of yeah, striker yeah. and that can only be you know a, a good thing in current circumstances absolutely I think he's somebody asked me well, you know what, what, how would you describe him Dave and I said well the, perhaps that you know without buttonholing him, he's a six foot one inch version of Sekou Jame uh, yeah. uh, he, he covers the ground he puts the work in yeah. he's quick he can turn defenders around and get them running back towards their own goal. You've always, with him, got the option of knocking a ball over the top for yeah. him to turn and chase. Um, big appetite for the game. He's got that
0: little bit more experience now as well. Hasn't and he's 26 he? years yeah. old. Yeah. So,
3: um, uh, you know, and I, I can understand Newport at the moment in League Two. This is a guy who's just back from quite a major injury. Um, but he's always been very fit. He looks certainly looks fit. Everybody mm-hmm. around Playmore well says he's been really strong in training in his own mind by the sound of it he clearly thinks he can go for 90-90 yeah. whatever it is minutes um, and obviously we'll see so, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, just a few are
0: I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed
3: well that's another issue yes yeah. the um, the famous Welsh FA um, uh, clearance thing uh, uh, the, 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 the wheels often seem to grind quite slowly at uh, international at the, clearance yeah who would well, ever have thought it I mean obviously the English clubs have to deal with this from time to time with signing from Scottish clubs and Irish clubs yeah. and Welsh clubs um, so uh, yeah I mean goodness sake he's been with United nearly a week now it,
0: th- that should be uh, sorted looking forward to, we're looking forward to seeing him play almost as much as he's looking forward to getting out there yeah, I think. Yeah, he, so, he, uh, did, he
3: did say do you think I'll get a bit of stick at Wrexham <laughs> yeah, for, for coming yeah. from Newport and I said yeah, probably I think, <laughs> maybe <Yeah." laughs>
0: bounty okay so uh, it was nice to chat to Addy and um, let's take you now into Gary Johnson's weekly press conference um, we're in there and the other voices that you'll hear are uh, Alan Richardson from the BBC and uh, Dominic Mee from talk United
1: um, what's the news there
4: well we're pleased he's, he's come to us um, you know we felt we we needed his type um, the way he plays and uh, he's an experienced lad and uh, he's a good lad as well you know he'd be one of our sort of captains in the group if you like so um yeah, so we're pleased to have have got him in. He's it's still subject to clearance, but uh, he's trained with us now for three or four days, so you know, we we know all about him and he knows all about us. Um, uh, so Downey's played with him before at Chesterfield, so you know he came recommend recommended by him as well from when he played with him. So are uh, no, we pleased? It's a it's a good signing for us, and uh, we needed that. A um, bit of pace up front uh, for us, uh, and a, a different type of player, say to Jared and to Reedy. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we're just waiting for the international clearance, which I'm
1: sure will come through. Brilliant. Okay, one in, one out. Uh, Gary Warren has gone back to Exeter City. Been recalled. oh uh, yeah, he's uh,
4: he he was great for us. I was you know disappointed really that he that he went back, but understood. Uh, um, that you know, it's their prerogative. He's is, is, is their player. Um, so yeah, we we we're, we're missing a, a centre half, and uh, we've got to make sure that uh, the centre halves that we got um, are fit. You know, there's a couple of little little niggles, but um, you know, we've got one or two players in mind to to cover that spot to make sure that we have enough numbers by the March deadline. You know, that's going to be important that uh, we've got the squad that you know, are going to see out the last 10 games of the season or so.
1: What are the goals for
4: the rest of the season? Well the goals are still to keep winning as many games as we can of course. Um, that's always our, our goals going into every game. We always try and win. Um, doesn't always happen and of course if you start getting a couple of wins then... Um, we you get that chance of getting a run, and if you get a run, then who knows where you're going to end up? You know, it's uh, there's still plenty of points to play for. There's a lot of change ahead of us at the moment, but um, you know if we can st- keep pulling a few in, then uh, you know you could be lucky enough later on to uh, to sneak into the playoffs. We're still looking at that end to be honest with you. I think our our um, our form has been not bad. It was okay at, at Barrow, um, and previous to that, I think I, I keep saying we'd only lost one in four or one in five or something. So um, yeah, the lads, yeah, the lads are good. We we need a game. We want a game. You know, we're looking forward to getting the game on uh, uh, on Saturday. But as long as the hurricane, whoever it is, Dennis is it Dennis I think it's from Dennis yeah. not die, <laughs> die Davis but anyway um, yeah so if I and Dennis misses us then it'd uh, be good to get a game but uh, otherwise we'll keep working and the boys have been working working hard this week as we've had the, the, the period without a game so that we could really get a little bit of a pre-season work into them and also the little niggly injuries that we've had have had a little bit more time to recover and uh, We've still got a couple that need a, need a little bit more time to recover. So, if it was off on Saturday, then you know, then it's it's not a disaster for the simple reason that uh, it will give a couple of them a little bit more time to be ready.
1: What have you done with them over the last two weeks? So because you didn't have a game to prepare for. They had a few days off. Well, we've play.
4: been doing a lot more uh, running, of course, a, a lot more running, a lot more um, sort of energy work. So we've been in the gym. Uh, We've been sprinting, we've been doing the long runs, uh, and the boys have have worked really hard. And uh, at the start of it, they all were moaning, and they had a common aim, and that was a common group empathy, because they had a a common hate, that was me, I think, uh, me and Downey. But um, yeah, so we worked, but as the week went on, they realised why they were doing it, and it was more... It was physical fitness, but it was also mental fitness, and I'm massive on that because we've got to make sure that they believe they're ready to go to war to playing this, playing a, all these important games, and that's what we've been what we've been doing. So, you know, we took them on occasions beyond what they thought were their limits, and uh, you know, we might get a few letters from their mums for, for bullying, <laughs> um, but. Uh, I think in the end, now they've realised why we did it, um, and it, and it's all panned out nicely. And I think they're all they're all ready now for a competitive game.
1: Very tight the table, isn't it? I mean, you're fifteenth at the moment. I think most people say you're mid-table, but I mean, you look at Wrexham, and most people say, well, they are in relegation trouble. But if they win on Saturday, they do go above you. I mean, it, it, is that a concern? What's going on below you? Well, of course, I mean,
4: you know, I'm, I study league. Tables all the time, and uh, over the years, you know. Uh, so lo- I think so long as you've got numbers behind you, you know, you're not sort of on the edge of like fifth from bottom or something. Um, then, uh, you know, some people have got to put some good runs together to to you know get out of out of trouble really. Um, so yeah, of course you you keep one eye on that, and uh, this is a proverbial six pointer against Wrexham because I think as you say they'd, they'd be equal on points with us um, and if if we win we'll be six points clear so that's where the differential of six points comes in so it's an important game and they'll see that as well because they need to get themselves out of trouble but you know our, our next win is going to be vital our next win and the, the earlier that comes the better and uh, you know, as I say we've had the opportunity to get the lads fired up and, uh, and ready to go
1: because the perceived wisdom is 50 points should be safe I mean that's what most people reckon most seasons so is the game now to just try and get to that 50 as quick as you can and then push on from there well it
4: always is anyway from the first game of the season you know it's like but I'm not you know I'm, I'm aware of you know being f- joint 14th <laughs> um, but I think our group, is uh, he's playing well enough and doing well enough for us to be looking up. Which if we get you know, dragged into it, then we get dragged into it. But at this moment in time, I think um, uh, our boys are are ready to look up rather than you talking about looking down. Sure. Um. I
1: mean, there has been a lot of speculation, obviously, with the Berry situation about whether it's three down or four down. Has Has National League said anything to you about that? Well, no, they haven't. But you that you'd expect word
4: about that you know they can't leave it to the last minute and then suddenly go oh by the way you're safe or oh by the way you're going down Do you know what I mean you know I think teams have got to know um what's happening um but yeah I think I don't think there's well there's certainly been no official word yet that's for sure so and we haven't even heard unofficial word either so we'll have to Wait and see, but hopefully they won't leave it too long so that uh, everybody knows what the rules are.
1: Well, it does seem a remarkable situation. It right? does. Yeah. <laughs> um, Team news-wise, injury-wise, how are you looking? I know you touched on it there, but um,
4: yeah, we're um, as I said, a, a couple of little niggles that we we got to get get over. Some of the boys that have been out long term, like Ben Winter, for instance, is is not not far away. Uh, Robbie Candy's not not far away now. Whether that's Saturday or not it's sort of like a 50 50 thing, maybe 55 45 in their favour. Um, so, um, there's still so Liam Davis is still going to be a, a little one. Uh, who else we got? That's in Egypt. That, uh, yeah, that's
1: Mat-
4: Matt Bues, Yeah, no, Matty Bues is is probably longer term because he's got to make a decision whether we. Have operation maybe at the end of the season or or now, so we have to wait and see.
3: Is that his ankle? Yeah, problem? that's his ankle yeah, problem. Yeah, flared up again. Yeah,
4: bit exactly. Bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah did yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Has he got that? Was it a half in against tavistock and, and obviously was there a reaction to that? Yeah, so the, yeah. Or,
4: um, it, he felt it again. You know, I mean, it's uh, to be fair, the ground was very uh, wet and deep mud sort of thing, so. He was only going to play a half anyway, but uh, it, we've since had another scan on it, and uh, he needs a little bit more time. <coughs> uh, Frank's not not ready yet. You know he'll let us know as soon as he's ready, so we, we can't have him in our thoughts for the next few weeks. But um, other than that, you know we're uh, we, we we keep going.
3: Okay, thank you, Gary. Was there any um, thought in your mind a that you would have? Trump perhaps like to have extended Gary Warren's loan, or that you might be interested in him um, at, a, at a future date. Yeah, so he, I thought he seemed he, obviously I, happy here. Yeah, and, and, he
4: was happy here, yeah. and uh, that was the, the good thing. He was enjoying it. He was certainly a leader for us, and uh, but I think sometimes, um, well, if your parent club calls you back, they call you back. You know, they got every chance of getting a promotion or being in the playoffs. So I suppose they need to keep as many players as they can um, around with them, training with them, and getting into their psyche. You know, as opposed to another clubs. So, and uh, I think you know somebody like Gary would also is looking to probably earn another contract there, and in which case, you know, you want to be around it as well. So I don't think he, he moaned about it. it was, you know, it was only going to be a month originally anyway and we were grateful to Exeter for that month while we got a few injuries back, etc. Um And he's been great for our younger centre-halves in the experience that he was able to pass on to them in games. You couldn't have, I couldn't put Downsey in the team to talk them through games, but Gary Warren did that job, which was, which was great. And the things that Downsey was working with him with and I was, gary can put into practice while he was out there and he he did enjoy it and he did well for us so you know we'll keep an eye on their situation that's for sure but uh, because he's a he's a good lad and he's uh he's local but uh, we think i think that's important because uh, they allowed us to take and
3: you said that in the meantime you're possibly looking at one or two um
4: yeah yeah we've always got got alternative options Yeah. yeah we've always got I'll try to have one or two options, Um, and it's always the case, and we're going through them them now. So on to Saturday, Wrexham
3: is obviously always a challenging place to go. Um, However, it represents a a similar scenario to um, AFC filed away um, last month, in that it's a fancied side that have been struggling Mm. somewhat. Which part of that performance in, in particular would you be looking to take into the game on Saturday?
4: Well, do you know what the the the, the national uh, the national league is a is a very tactical league. All teams play all different ways, and you have to be aware of their strengths and weaknesses. Um, and 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 every team is different. And and you have to you know sometimes we have to play different if we're at home than if we're away. You know, it's easy to say why don't we just play our own system and just. well that's not the league you're in, you can do that maybe if you're Liverpool but even they let other teams have the play, uh, you know, the possession uh, on occasions Um, and you just have to gauge it, that's why you have to game manage and you teach the lads all different shapes and ideas and thoughts because sometimes they have to change their thoughts, change their um, way of playing within a game as game management, do you know what I mean? Because that's what's needed. Because sometimes you can go somewhere and they change their shape. Most teams in our league switch from whatever it is, you know, five three two or four four two, four three three, whatever it is. Um, and you just got to be aware of who their dangers are, who you think you can get at, and so that might affect you sometimes, who you play. Um, you just look—we're looking at everything. You have to review everything. So, I suppose we're. No, we've got a young group so we're sort of teaching them the game as well and, and the longer we keep the young group as they get a little bit older they'll get a bit more wiser and a bit more understanding of uh, tactics.
3: With Saturday in mind in a way perhaps the Barrow away game is more opposite than filed in, in a way because you yeah. tackled Barrow with a lot of hard work in the yeah. first hour yeah you 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 set aside a bit of the football for closing them down putting them under pressure it was quite high press up there wasn't it and it it worked you nullified the team that was running away with the league at that stage so maybe that's an element that you were pleased about that day i
4: was definitely pleased about that that day but i mean of course i'm not going to give you exactly what we're going to be doing and you know um, um, (laughs) rexham you know reading the report sort of thing so anyway sometimes you have to defend and you have to defend well when you're under pressure they've got a bit of momentum and sometimes you've got the momentum and you've got to get get at them yeah. i mean of course so the, the idea both teams will want to win the game on on saturday you know a draw is not any good rush really and a draw is not any good for them so you know it should be a, certainly a, a game where you know, both teams are looking to score more goals in the opposition, I know that sounds obvious, but um, sometimes it's not obvious. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll go there tactically um, to win the game.
0: So looking ahead to uh, to the Wrexham game with Gary, there it's, it's it's a long break, isn't it? In the middle of the season, feels feels like it. Yeah, feels
3: like it. I mean. <laughs> The Premier League are currently on what they laughably call a midwinter break, don't they? Uh, or, yeah. or most of them anyway. Yeah. Um, and United, in a weird way, in the National League have, have had, you know, the same experience or a similar experience. Obviously, because Notts County were yeah. involved in the FA Trophy last Saturday, which they so, duly won at Wrexham, and they're through to the
0: quarterfinals. Okay. Well done to them. Sounds very much as if Gary and Aaron have not been taking it easy on the players. It hasn't been a week off by the same uh, way, has uh, it?
3: fort- Yeah, it, it's uh, I'm chatting to one or two of the players privately and been yeah. going, oh, my goodness, we've been working hard. And they, he did, they have both described it, hasn't they, as a bit of a mini pre-season. Yeah. Um, I, I think, what do, you, what do you do when you face a fortnight like this without a game as a manager of a lower division club? Do you try and sort of like, oh, let's have a bit of a freshen up. Let's do one or two things. Maybe have a couple of days away. All yeah. those sort of thoughts come into your mind, don't they? And I think they've gone the other way. No, let's work them really hard. Yeah. And as Aaron Downs was, was explaining to me in the week, it was not just to work them physically. That's not the point. And anyway, Mm. Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs, as as I'm sure the vast majority of United fans know, are are, are far too intelligent and clever for that. They want the players to have come through 10 days of hard, hard work so that mentally they're going into games thinking there's no way the opposition are fitter and stronger and Mm. able to go the 90 minutes better than us. And that's how they've approached it. Yeah,
0: because this Wrexham game is, as Gary says, it's a big game. It's just he described it as a six-pointer. He did, uh, Wrexham, uh, without any prompting.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, all right, United are okay at the moment, if you want to call it that. Um, but we've all seen teams fall into trouble from higher positions. Somebody than always they are. does, uh, it? Uh, yeah. And uh, Wrexham lost a huge game in the last minute at Chesterfield last Saturday after leading twice. That must have been a blow for them. They've got some really tough away games coming up against top six teams. um, And I'm sure they will look on on Saturday's match uh, as a hugely important game. Uh, And Gary said quite rightly, a point on Saturday doesn't actually do either team that much good. If United do want to mount a bit of a a late run to the playoffs... uh, a point's not going to do it for them at the moment. No. They need wins, and of course, it, to, for Wrexham to put some, even a little bit of daylight between them and the and the bottom four, um, you know, they need some wins. Points won't do it for them. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a big old game. I know we say this most weeks, but uh, and the other thing is, United yeah. obviously then come into two home games against Halifax and Chorley. Halifax, by the way, going very well again. Now. Yeah. Chorley down the bottom you know you don't want to be coming into two home games like that especially the first is against halifax um on the back of a of a maybe a rather depressing defeat you you need Quite, to be going yeah, into yeah. because the pressure definitely will be on them yeah. you know uh, how much better to be going into those two home games on the back of three points at at, uh, at Wrexham this Saturday. Indeed,
0: and I mean Wrexham. When they came to Torquay earlier in the season, they did everything but score. This they, they,
3: they were decent. Telling me, yeah. Um, um, Luke, you, Luke Young's obviously still there, yeah. and I understand he's in shock horror. He's in contention for Player of the Year up there. Well, he was You'd every man. Really, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really. Um, they've had a load of problems at the back. Yeah. Um, very. Uh, um, up and down managerial mm. situation over the last 18 months Dean Keats is back there they've lost a whole series of defenders so they've had to go out and get people in on loan um, their leading scorer Bobby Grant's gone back to his old club Accrington on loan yeah. uh, lot, quite a difficult time for them uh, for a club which let's face it every year everybody thinks well they'll be out there yeah. um, and like a few others uh, in the same boat they haven't been so uh, no no it, it's a, a right old set to and Talking and Wrexham got a bit of history uh, it's the, a proper the, the,
0: old fourth division game really isn't it
3: and we've yeah. met they're both teams ex-football league teams yeah. trying desperately to get back into the football league obviously Wrexham I think it's 12 or 13 years since they were in the league mm. club of that size
0: yeah, yeah. Um, no look at proper old game should be. And the the injury news is easing slightly at play, well, I hadn't realized that Robbie Cundy is obviously still um, a well, little way away.
3: Yeah, he he's he obviously didn't play at Barrow in mm. the 2-1 defeat at Barrow. I don't think it's a major issue, but Gary was hinting that it might he might not be fit for this, this Saturday, which of course does create an even more of yeah. an issue. Now that Gary Warren's gone back to Exeter City, and and John Eve has gone as well. John Eve has gone as well. Yeah. Um. I think I'm given to believe that Ben Winter might be back within the next ten days or so. But can you expect him to go straight in at right back and play ninety minutes after the injuries he's had? I'll dare say. Well, he may have to. But but, um, uh, you you can obviously shift Joe Lewis into Mm -hmm. centre back. Carl Cameron's obviously there. Yeah. Um. You know. Thank goodness we've got Jackson Longridge in, who's who's sort of pretty nailed on at left back yeah. at the moment. So it's a little bit um, difficult. They are looking at one or two possible alternatives. Yeah. Whether they would act on that for this weekend or not, I'm not quite sure.
0: It was disappointing um, to lose Gary Warren though, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, totally you can me. understand why. I mean, Exeter are going. Eh, eh, Fair play to Exeter. They're looking good for promotion, aren't they? They want, as Gary says, they want to keep the squad together. They want everybody to be. Disappointing that he same. wasn't in the
3: squad but for their win yeah, over Oldham Tuesday night. But never mind. You know that that's their business. Yeah. Um, I
0: know Gary Warren thoroughly enjoyed his time here. His contract is up in the summer. You kind um, of wonder if, I mean, if, Gary didn't give any indication either way, but if his contract's up in the summer, if he's not getting another contract at Exeter, you feel like we might go back in for uh, him, don't you? <laughs>
3: You're adding two and two and getting exactly am, yeah. four, yeah, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I think, you know, it doesn't take rocket scientists to work that he would certainly be fairly high up the list. Yeah. Although he's 35, well, you know, come on. Thirty-five. It's hardly 50, is it? No, centre-backs
0: and, mature well, don't and, they? That? telling me. Yeah,
3: and, yeah. and, you know, I mean, has he looked good in the four games for Torquay? Yeah. You're telling me he has. And um, uh, I, he, he lives uh, near Taunton. Um, an awful lot of boxes are ticked where, where, yeah. where, where Gary Warren's concerned. I can understand Exeter having him back for all the reasons you've, you've said. Uh, let's see how it goes there. Yeah. Um, um, very often, a lot of stuff, and of course, Gary Johnson in his press conference referred to the March deadline. Yeah, um, explain uh, that. that well, the March deadline is far more relevant for national league clubs than the yeah. January one is. Um, but a lot of wheeling and dealing will go on before the end of March. Or yeah, the, it's usually the last Thursday in March, I think. Isn't is that it? is and,
0: that a deadline for loans then?
3: Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think yeah. Uh, You know, it's basically. Look, that that deadline was always the most significant um, Mm. back in the day because the idea is that it basically stops teams, except in exceptional circumstances, going out and signing two or three players in the last month of the season to clinch promotion or get them out of trouble. Um, Not right, not fair. Mm. Uh, I think if both of your goalkeepers are injured and you've only got a 14-year-old left, you are still allowed to go out and and solve that problem. But those are the exceptional circumstances, and um, but at clubs all around the country, uh, you know, players and clubs are starting to look towards who's under contract, who's out of contract, who's you know what we're doing about yeah. them, what what you know, all those decisions tend to be start to be made then. By the end of March, very often, quite a lot of teams said, "Well, yeah, we're looking good for the playoffs," or. Yeah. We're going nowhere this season. So all that kind of stuff kicks in then yeah. and, uh, and that will depend, of course, on, on the results over the next few weeks.
0: There's a lot more to this management lark than meets the eye, isn't there?
3: Well, there's an awful <laughs> lot of people that think they know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, there you are, to ever you. thus. Absolutely.
0: Um, it, was, it was good to hear Gary say in the press conference, obviously he's, he's concentrating more on looking up than looking over his shoulder. Um, but then a very interesting Element thrown into the mix there. How many teams are going down this year? Well, come on,
3: um, here we are. The whole Berry issue. Yeah. Um, are they being brought back in? You know, uh, next season into yeah. the struck into the pyramid. I don't mean mm. you know into that. How will that possibly affect yeah. um, uh, ups and downs in the national league? Um, obviously, Gateshead were relegated not as far as a lot of people expected them to be yeah. uh, down to the national league north last season uh, there's been talk of berry being allowed back in at national league well at north level yeah. that might affect the up and down um and of course what gary johnson was saying was that there has certainly been no official announcement from no. the national league and obviously the football league are involved here in the fa i dare say uh, and there has been no even unofficial you know indications of what might happen now He's saying, and you can't help agree with him, can you? This must be resolved well, it's uh, sooner yeah. rather than yeah. later. Uh, but there is history here, of course. I mean, yeah. last season, I don't know if United fans, I mean, all the fans who went to St Albans on the last day of the season will certainly recall it because St Albans had a chance of getting in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, that day before United beat them four um, nil, uh, that Concord Rangers were told in the last week of the season by the National League that they couldn't go into the into the they couldn't be in the playoffs because uh, their ground wasn't up to it. Yeah.
0: Um, Oh, sorry for that, um, that slight interruption. And this is the, uh, the beauty of recording... Unrehearsed. ...when you've got the dog around. <laughs> Live entertainment. Absolutely. Are we, are we professionally enough to get over it? Yes, of course we are. Um, Concord Rangers. Yeah. Concord,
3: uh, we, we were talking about the, yeah. the, 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 you know Concord Rangers did not learn, and the rest of the National League didn't learn, uh, National League South didn't learn until the final week of last season, that Concord Rangers were going to be hauled out of the playoffs because their ground wasn't good enough yeah. to move up. Um, uh, or even, to, I think, to stage a playoff game. But still, that, 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 I might be wrong about that. So here we are again. This is crazy, um, though, isn't it? And, you, and
0: you look, don't know if three teams are going down, four teams are going down. You know, if you're in that mix, like like Wrexhamar, let's say, and Chorley and Chesterfield, Chesterfield and, and, yeah, and teams absolutely. like that. Yeah. you planning for next season as a manager is severely hampered. Well, anyway, not only isn't
3: that, it? your your fans and your and the yeah. players are all thinking, how many points might we need? Yeah. to stay up here you know that this is massively important stuff i mean you imagine a, a club of chesterfield size yeah heading into the last few weeks of the season looking at the league table are three going down or are four going down
0: if we finish hey, fourth from bottom yeah might what it be happened? enough you, yeah.
3: you, you imagine this is a club like chesterfield that's in big trouble sort of financially or, or pretty big. they've just had to get rid of their manager john sheridan and get a new and getting a new manager in they could go down to the National League North. That is a that is at least as big for Chesterfield, if not bigger, than Torquay going down yeah. to the National League yeah. South. And what? And no one knows how many how many going down. Oh, this is Come a farce. on, yeah. Uh, you, you've we, you know it's got to be resolved sooner rather than later. Mm. Uh, and in fairness to the National League, it's not just their call. Uh, um, you know, they're, 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 if if Berry are going to be Parachuted in to mm. the to the to the pyramid at some stage. Where is it going to be?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: And and you know, people have got to get their heads around this, haven't they?
0: Crazy. The uh, interesting piece in the Herald Express this week from you, David. You chatted to Aaron Downs. Yeah. About the, I mean, it's been in the headlines a lot, hasn't it, recently? Heading of footballs. Yeah. We've all done it. We've all headed footballs. Some have headed very heavy old footballs, um, but it, I mean Aaron 's got some interesting views on it hasn 't he
3: well it it got me st- it got me thinking about it a couple of weeks ago when Gary said almost as an aside one day when we were talking about you know, trying to get striker in you know and I think when obviously they had their sort of disappointment um, a couple of weeks ago um, that in the, and as he was saying he said well of course it 's not as easy as it used to be to go out and get a center forward he said partly because um, You know, the whole heading issue in youth football and in academies. He said they're not being taught to do it anymore. Anyway, that passed fairly quickly. So in the wake of that, I thought, well, you know, who's probably headed more balls in Talk United Football Club than anybody else? must be Aaron Downs. So we had a chat and and he, you know, obviously it's in in the Herald this week and and he's very forthcoming and very erudite and intelligent about it. And of course, one thing he did say was, I, th- I think everybody who's ever played football, especially in the modern world, with the balls as they are now, as opposed to the balls where they're where in you know the the Jeff astor yeah, yeah, you know days yeah. when you know it it appears that players may well have, from that era may well have been affected and it may well have caused dementia issues in later life. That the bangs that hurt are the are the are the clashes of heads. You know, yeah, it, are, yeah. when you head the ball. The balls now are much lighter than they used to be, as everybody knows. They've got a coating on them, so they don't get, you know, soaking wet, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> the weight increases exponentially. Um, and it's the bangs on the head from other heads yeah. that that cause the concussions. Um, and of course, United one United player has just emerged from one of those, Jared Lewington. Yeah, and we had um, one earlier in the season. And we, we? had, one, had one earlier in the season. John Eve, yeah. uh, Ryan Dixon had yeah. one. Um, you know, so, and they are from clashes, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um, and, but, of course, you do get head clashes because people are trying to head the ball. So you can't separate one from the other, really. But one point that Aaron Downs w- w- was made, well, he made a couple of very interesting points. One is that because more teams are playing it out from the back, yeah. That that the old, as a centre half, he said you used to do most of your headers from opposition goal kicks. Yeah. And and yeah. and freak and stuff like that. Well, more teams are playing out from the back than ever before, and that is happening right the way through the league, not just the Premier League. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, by the way, what what a cracker uh, the Brentford goalkeeper ki- the uh, Leeds goalkeeper let in against Brentford on Tuesday night. Oh, I didn't oh, see oh, that. No. Pass, pass across yeah. his own penalty area, Lovely. miscontrolled yeah. it, bang! Thank you very much. Goal. Um, but it's happening down at National League level. I was astonished the other week. Barrow have got some big lads in their team at the back and up front, and they're a thoroughly good side and good luck to them. They played across and out from the back at almost every opportunity. Um, So that that volume of long balls, which centre-halves normally had to head, and as Aaron was saying, he used to have to head 20 or 30 balls a game from that kind of delivery, that has reduced now. So that's a factor in it. And, he, and another point he made was, if you stop young lads or discourage young lads mm. from the ages of 12, 13, 14, 15 from heading the ball in training, yeah. all of a sudden, they're going to have to go into games or move up to men's football where there is more heading. Yeah. He said, "Are they? will they be ready for that? Yeah. Will they have had the practice at heading of timing the ball? You know the the way you attack the ball, the, how you protect yourself, all those mm-hmm. kind of things. He's and he's basically saying, are we will we actually be doing them any favours by denying them practice? I, I don't in, think we were in, in training, and then expecting them to go into games with men's football where the ball may well be going long, and they're going to have to start heading it. Uh, he said, our experience with a lot of players coming out of academies and under twenty three teams is that they get into men's football. And even now, before these guidelines have been introduced yeah. we're having they 're having to come and learn
2: yeah.
3: some of that because there 's even less heading going on even now in under twenty in under twenty three yeah. teams and academies so it's it 's a very interesting point i, I, I obviously you 'd be doing that because it 's our paper but but you yeah. know you recommend people have, have a look at it because he makes a number of really good points about about it look it's an admirable issue to try and tackle nobody wants no, and, and, right. and as Aaron even said he said look only time will tell whether I'll have any issues in later life he said I he said I feel absolutely fine now yeah. and I've never had yeah. any cause to to think that uh, you know my career may have, um, have
0: affected me but um, but if, if you take it to its logical conclusion does there come a time when you don't head the ball well there's
3: laws of football which, which stop you from kicking the ball more, well, if, more if, than a certain height. I, I, look. If
0: if you've got kids who are being discouraged from heading the ball, so they take in training. so let's say in a training game for under fifteens or something, the ball stays on the ground. It's it's a game of futsal basically, and there's no heading in it, but then it becomes a completely different game at adult level. So logically, do you then say we face heading out of the adult game how on earth do you do that uh,
3: well I think all the Premier League clubs in that case can say goodbye to TV rights and everybody else nobody will want to watch football like that I'm sorry Uh, it it was it was interesting when Barcelona were dinking it around uh, for a while and we all admired that sort of stuff they stuck the ball in the air every now and again. They did, you yeah. know. Come on, it's as 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 Aaron says in his, his piece. He said, "You will never take footheading out of football no. because it's a perfectly reasonable way to to get towards goal and to score goals." Yeah. He said this this vision of you know a right and wrong way to play football or this concept that there's a right way to put play football and a wrong way is absolute rubbish. It's the biggest wrong cliche that we've heard in the game for years yeah. and years and years. And one or two pundits keep talking about it, don't they? Oh, you know, yeah. they, they play football the right way. Pardon? You know, there is no oh, right no, and they're... wrong way to play. Well, in other words, Tim Sills would never have had a career. And Steve Cooper, back in the day, would hmm. never have had a career if, if, uh, if, if, if there was a right so-called right way to play football.
0: And from a spectator's point of view, you still can't beat the pleasure of a really good headed goal, brackets, Kiefer Moore for Wales. For instance, I, I,
3: I think there is there is still apart from a 25 yard shot clouted in from the edge of the from from out just outside the area yeah. screams into the top corner, which is all good, all good value. The difference between a, a move that goes down the wing and that cross and we can all we are all I'm envisaging the same moment I'm right there now. Wayne yeah. Carlisle into yeah. the middle, Tim Sills coming from the edge of the box to attack it, the most beautiful thing that most Torquay fans have seen in their lifetime. What? We're not gonna be able take to that do out that. In the game. Oh come on. I don't think yeah. I don't think so, you know, because it has what what it does is you get the build up of the move, yeah. you know the cross is coming in, is it good enough? And then you have the finishing act with the header. There is nothing more dramatic or spectacular in yeah. football, I, I think. Um, take that out. I think we might as well stay at home. There
0: will be people who will try though, won't there? Well, good luck to As them. No, well not n- not good luck to them. No, absolutely. Um, I think that's, that's broken cover in the last 24 hours, and if you haven't seen it yet, you really should. Uh, Vanarama have made a series of little films around the country with um, different players and different clubs. And uh, actually, we met them, didn't they, just before Christmas. They were here, they were making a film about Lucas Covalan and the journey that's brought him from Brazil to... White Hawk, Worthing, Torquay and the film is out it's on it's on the Vanarama website you'll find it on Twitter and it's brilliant it's a good story very very well told top marks to the people who made it and top marks to Lucas as well because he comes across in it superbly well it's quite emotional in places he talks about moving from where he lived uh, in Brazil uh, moving to Rio to begin with, and the shock of uh, the poverty and the favelas in Rio. And he also talks about the hard times that he had when he first came over to Europe, came to Spain. Um, an agent who he was very close to, who was kind of mapping out his career, died. Um, but Lucas refuses to be beaten by all this and talks about that. It's only a 12-minute film, but if you haven't seen it, really recommend it.
3: Yeah, it's he's, good. he's a good lad, isn't he? And uh, um, he, he's so committed to try and make a a career for himself Uh, he he had this experience in brazil brazilian football is even more political with a small p than than uh, than it is in england if you know the right coach and the right manager you stand a much better chance of getting on than if you or the right agent than if you don't Uh, and of course it's fairly well documented that he and his youth played in some teams with very top
2: players who went on to to
3: fame and fort and much fortune um, but he found himself coming up against a bit of a, a ceiling, yeah. where he didn't have the contacts and he didn't have the right agent and right coach that might have allowed him to push on in Brazil or, and, and then get the sort of move that they'd got. Um, so he, he's been through you know, a lot,, yeah. to get here, and you think of the determination that somebody must have had all the well, reverse it. You imagine a, a seventeen or eighteen-year-old kid proposing to go and try and make a life for himself in Brazil as a professional footballer. Yeah, yeah. You know, or or I don't know, Italy or somewhere. Like, you know, from, from South Devon. Yeah. I'm not saying it couldn't be done, and it probably has been done at some stage. But it takes a lot of guts and strength of character to handle all the issues outside football, let alone
0: yeah. inside yeah. football. How old is Lucas? Twenty-seven. 27 I, think I think he is. Think. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, um, I mean, he's done a lot in 27 years. Yeah, and, and know, here he is playing yeah. National League football, trying to make his career yeah. in
3: as a, as a you know a senior, a prof, full professional goalkeeper in this country. So, yeah.
0: no, it, it's good. It is good. And if you haven't seen it yet, do take a look. It's well worth it. It's funny as well, because they take him around the English Riviera on possibly the coldest, wettest-looking November day. We've had a few of those. <laughs> Fill him up with chips and take him to the pub. And it's, um, yeah, it's... Very, very good clock marks. Um, some sad news from Playmore uh, this week as well, um, which we must we must record. Lorraine Peters yes. has yeah. passed
3: away. A very, very popular and long-serving member of, of the staff at Playmore. Um, managed the girls' Nest um, and uh, worked behind the bars yeah. at Playmore for many, many years. Uh, very popular, um, unruffleable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, under pressure you have to be really don't yeah, you? yeah. And, and she's passed away and and it's it's i know it's hit the staff all the staff at playmore mm. really hard it's been a desperately sad week up there um to, so to know our, the time
0: when you realize what a close family they are up there don't yeah, you? yeah yeah
3: um and uh, you know our thoughts go out to to her family um, and her daughter amy has worked at playmore for for many years as well so yeah all our thoughts are with them at the moment indeed and and on a slightly more cheery side uh, congratulations to aaron duffy uh, who greets you and i every time we turn up and play more on a saturday afternoon gives us our passes and he does an awful lot or has done an awful lot more jobs he's just won the volunteer the vanarama national league volunteer of the month award for january
0: that's good isn't it yeah a lot of of clubs and a lot of volunteers to choose from yeah he's, he's uh, he's, he's
3: one of those guys, when you go up to them with a problem, he doesn't make it a bigger problem. I mean, luckily, we seldom have that. But he's always a sort of person who goes, that's all right, we'll sort that we'll out. We'll sort and, away. And either, yeah. Rather, yeah. rather than going, oh, uh, I need to speak to her, I need to do that. No, he's he's a good lad, Aaron, and yeah. uh, congratulations to him on that award.
0: So we come to our um, our big announcement on um, for, on the podcast. I mean, we've been podcasting the last couple of weeks with an elephant in the room um this will be the last podcast that you do with us david it will be yeah um, you have another project in the wings
3: yeah which people will be hearing about uh if they haven't already heard rumors about it there'll be a lot more publicity about that it's with great sadness that that means that i'm i shall be uh, i'm i'm leaving the herald express and moving on to a new venture obviously on this platform don't want to use this to give too many details but people will learn all about that in, yeah. in, the, in the near future but unfortunately it does mean and you and I have been agonizing about this for a few weeks haven't we that, that, that um, uh, I won't be taking part in no. um, what's turned into a, a wonderful experience and we hopefully hopefully it's been a, a popular podcast
0: indeed and the podcast will continue it will continue in a slightly different format uh, the podcast will be back next week but without uh, without David on it. so i did i messaged julian our statistician and archivist earlier this week just to see how long have we actually been doing this because the the way the computer systems have changed there's no actual way of looking back in it but julian has kept the um, kept, kept the ledger if you like wow we started at the beginning of the 2013 14 season goodness um, which finished
3: in relegation which of course in relegation alan
0: nil was the manager there um, there's a nice little symmetry to it as well, because the first actual match that we covered on the podcast uh, was on August the third, two thousand First game of the season talking United won Wimbledon won uh, Harry Pell put Wimbledon in front after eighty seven minutes, and Aaron Downs got our equalizer wow. in the ninetieth so I think
3: i'd have i 'd have an awful lot of money on how he scored it as I'll well. <laughs>
0: Uh, the first win that season wasn't at uh, Plainmoor wasn't until September the twenty first when we beat Cheltenham four oh, two. So wow. it was a it was a tough season that one, but it gave us plenty to talk about. And it's uh, obviously Adi Aziz was part of uh, Talk United that shortly, season. As shortly well. afterwards, yeah. Um, we've podcasted through the reign of six managers, seven if you count Robbie Herrera, Alan Nil, Chris Hargreaves. So the relegation in that first season. The second season uh, with Chris. Average finish finished about 13th 14th. After looking we? like
3: we might bounce straight back for a while,
0: um, we had Paul Cox as manager, Kevin Nicholson as manager. Two great well, escapes. If you want to shut
3: Dean Edwards in as as well for one game against Absolutely. Bromley, but surely, and should, Jeff Harrop as should, well. Should for we a pass? Game. Yes, Jeff Harrop for one game in between Alan Nil and um, uh, uh, Chris Hargreaves. And um, I think that was a one all, I think it was a one all draw against Morecambe. He's undefeated, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Um, two great escapes in 1516 and 1617 both of the great escape season that was a fairly thrilling end to the season Gary hours came in relegation to National League South in 1718 champions in 1819 and uh, who knows where 1920 is going to take us upwards though by the sound of it Uh, nearly 320 episodes more than 180 hours oh dear. of waffle flim flam <laughs> and um, all, all that. So, um, Remarkably, <laughs> people are still listening <laughs> and, so,
3: and, and, and our bridal thanks for me, certainly, you're carrying on and good luck to you with that. Uh, go out to all the people who have assisted in making cups of tea in the middle of uh, of, of ever longer episodes. That was uh, it's always worried us, hasn't it? That we that we that we rabbit yeah. on for too long. But um, thank Ooh. you to all the people who have encouraged us as part apart from anything else.
0: Absolutely. And thank you, Dave. It's been an absolute pleasure. And as I say, the Same podcast again. continues. Um, but good luck with uh, with your future project. Thank you. And as always, come, come on, on, you on, you yellows. yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Talker United DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.